Hello, Bayonetters, and welcome to the Bayonetta 3 spoiler cast review from Gigaboots.com. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. The Shadow Man's cast. That's true. And Chris Wolfhart. Hello. Damn, I was hoping for a repeat of Avocado, because <laughs> listen to it, like that whole game. Anyways, we're here to talk about Bayonetta 3, the hugest, most AAA-est Switch game of the week. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I guess Sonic Frontiers is also pretty AAA. It's got that open worldness to it. And we'll see how that goes. Right. I, I, I bet it'll run worse. <laughs> uh, probably it's an open world, but you know, it, not on PS5. It won't. Oh no, 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 no. We're not talking about Switch. We're talking about Switch. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Like, I'll be stunned if it locks 22. Yeah, I'm like, uh, isn't Frontiers capped at 30? So automatically, it's running worse. Yeah, oh, it's, it's 720 right. 30, I'm pretty sure. So there you go. And then on next gen, you can get, I think you can get 4K 30 or Whoa. something above 1080 60. I, I apparently have research to do. Am I going to fall onto that sword in order to get the PC version in order to hope it runs well, but it'll be the PC version? We'll find out in the Sonic Frontier spoiler cast. But for now, we're here to talk about the game that took seven years to make Bayonetta 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Platinum's new magnum opus. Uh, for anyone who hasn't joined us for one of these spoiler casts before, here's what happens. We're going to say a couple sentences vaguely summarizing our review individually for the game and then make a sound that sort of reflects our internal state as we think about the game in retrospect. We're going to go ahead and start with Bob. Bob, give me a couple sentences and a sound. Bayonetta 3 is one of the most interesting action games released in like the last decade. It's unfortunately mired by a, a, a story that's a little too grim and the Switch itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a... Ooh. <laughs> oh, going Thor high heels here. Chris Wolfhart. Bayonetta 3 is the happiest I have been with Platinum in nine years. But I think it still has some problems. So I'm going to give it a... Hmm. Bayonetta 3 is possibly one of the smartest advancements of the action game genre in a very long time. It really makes you feel like they've been thinking about the direction to take it since Bayonetta 1 came out so long ago. It's on the Switch. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess we'll just get the technical talk out of the way real quick. Man, this, this game, I just want it to run well and look clean. Like, that's it. That's... I want yes. that so bad. It, yeah. And instead, it's like 45 to 55 a lot of the time and has Vaseline on it. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's true. It is. Um... <laughs> at least it at least it runs way better than Astral Chain via the essence of not being capped 30 and never yeah. and usually not dropping to 20. Yeah. And this isn't like tech this isn't explicitly technical but there's also things that feel like they're the switch's fault like wow this sure is a box <laughs> i mean there 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 is a lot of stuff especially when you get to france where it's just like we do a zoom in shot of this building and it looks like a potato yeah and then later on they they do use a lot of things like those are still images like Five feet from the camera. What are you thinking? Uh, we wanted a lot of characters on screen. And oh boy, is this the most depressing way to do that. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes I've seen them work that. I feel like in the past, Platinum has done cardboard standy people in a giant crowd. But the thing was, it was a giant crowd and not five feet from the camera. Right, exactly. You can't get away with that. Yeah. That's not a, a condemned technique. Yeah, because if, if you couldn't get away with that, you would have brought up the China thing first, where in China they have the giant mobs of groups. Right, and that didn't bug me. No. Not compared. That, did, that didn't bug me, but I noticed it immediately. Yes, of course. But it, 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 it's not that bad compared to uh, scenes later in the game, which we're going to push off the talk of plot a little bit later into this spoiler cast. So people who are interested in maybe our insights on the gameplay can at least check this out, and then we'll get hard into spoilers. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing about this is that it has really wide roads and a lot of branching paths that take you to all the optional stuff. And it's such a massive game compared to prior Bayonetta's where it's no surprise that this was critically received so well, because I feel like not only is this have really smart ideas when it comes to combat about how to use a summon to tie that into combat and let things build off of each other, but it also has like this element of being dense with collectibles and really cool side objectives that yeah because in previous bayonetta games we had stuff like this but it was a lot of go to this verse in the level then walk backwards and you'll yes. find something new that's appeared yeah yes. something appeared where you were a moment ago right and that that is not in this game anymore pretty much right and which is great it is fantastic <laughs> i can it, just feel like i've explored the area and then i can move on and also i i'm asking because this feels like a fever dream can you not just jump to a specific part of a level in order to increase replayability yeah you have like three checkpoints throughout the level or so so you can jump into whatever like a couple different verses it's like, like wow thank you that sounds like it's a really simple quality of life thing that doesn't have a huge impact but that actually is huge when it comes to trying to 100 the game yeah, now it even saves your progress. Like, if you finish a level, then go back to it. Mm -hmm. You just need to find, like, if you missed one of the side objectives, you can go do that, and it'll update your score for that level. So it's just saving oh your best God. run of each verse? Yes. Sweet Christ, what an immaculate game. Yeah. It's... That is being dragged down by the Switch. <laughs> yes. I'm. You know, as much as we, like, we have the, we have the checklist of Switch problems, right? Mm -hmm. Runs poorly, looks blurry loads slowly it actually doesn't have that third problem all that much like sure those are no. those are real load times compared to the ps5 but nothing in this is anywhere near as long as say like a kingdom hearts 3 situation where it was like 20 yeah. seconds 40 seconds no it's surprisingly smooth mm -hmm. i haven't tested this yeah but a lot of people are like there's a lot of cutscenes you just cannot skip um, if you do QTEs in a cutscene, I do believe that's unskippable. Um, there are also a couple others. I'm trying to remember because I know I ran into it just yesterday where it was like, this one, this one is not skippable. A huge chunk of the ending sequence isn't because there's playable stuff in it, a la, yes, of you course. know, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta in the past. So moments like that, they, they do have that sort of setup. I've been trying to skip a lot of cutscenes, and I haven't run into that issue yet. Okay. Other than the one you're talking about, where there's a QTE, but I, mm -hmm. I could totally see it being something that happens because yeah. I haven't skipped every. I haven't tried to skip every cutscene yet. Yeah, I went through the whole plot twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so did I. I'm, I'm mostly laughing in spite of myself because it's like, was that necessary? This plot, like, you go through it once and. Well, we'll we'll uh, we're gonna push that off yeah, even we'll longer, off. even longer. We're just yeah. gonna push that further into the background. But yeah, load time surprisingly not bad. So as it turns out, when you don't do the ring trick or whatever of getting all three, the hat trick, uh huh, 
I can sort of forgive your switcheries a little bit because it's like, at least I'm not staring at your game forever for it to load while it also runs bad and looks blurry. One thing I appreciate so much is when you die, it immediately loads up into the area again. Yeah. Like it, there's no, hey, are you sure you want to continue? I've loaded this screen, which added an additional load time. It's just, you're in the game again, go. And it's really tragic that this couldn't have come out before the special edition of Devil May Cry 5, so that way <laughs> maybe someone at Capcom could have tried this and been like, oh, yeah. right, yes. you might want to get back into that. It's still one of the worst things in DMC5. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to bring up comparisons with DMC5 when we talk about the plot. <laughs> how maybe that executed a lot of things better. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really great how you die and it's immediately loaded up the state to restart it by the time she's done saying the shadow remains cast. Mm -hmm. And then just boom, you're back in. If every action game could be so smooth, people would be way less aggravated by the nature of character action games. You know, it, especially in this one where it doesn't make you redo the whole level. It's really just the last chunk of verses. Yeah, so it's just the beginning of a fight. Mm-hmm. Or like if you were doing a side thing, it just throws you back all the way to the beginning of the level of mm -hmm. where you spawned in before you started looking for side things. It feels great and welcoming in how much it wants you to explore and optimize and go over the top. It even gives you rewards for doing the verses, the optional verses in the other dimension, in the demonic rift or whatever. Yeah. It gives you extra rewards for doing it more than once in case you wanted to ace it. Yeah, that was a surprise. It literally tells you up front. First time reward, then repeat reward. It's like, okay. Yeah. I didn't need the motivation, but I'm sure other people do. Right. It's, so. it's always good to feel rewarded for trying, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's really cool. I, I honestly, this is the most I've enjoyed by a Bayonetta game by a long shot, just because they have so many neat ideas mechanically. Yeah. And I really don't miss the system where you used to be able to set all four weapons. Yeah, it's, I think that Bayonetta's strengths is how weird and different it can be. Mm -hmm. So they didn't need to do that again. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of the reasons I dislike two are they just repeated a lot of stuff from one, but made it more boring. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. Like, this game, you no longer have to worry about how much magic meter you have to do attacks. Mm -hmm. There are lots of things limited in the first game to, okay, you can only do, like, your back forward attack button stuff where she makes a wicked weave. Mm-hmm when you have magic meter, which is fine for the first game because that's all about, well, you gain the magic fast and lose it fast by doing these moves. Mm -hmm. And two, they were like, well, there's the skill barrier with how you gain magic, so you now gain it half the speed, but mm -hmm. the moves still take the same amount of magic, so you just don't get to do as much cool stuff. Yeah. This game is like, screw all that, just, just do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, they give you, like in prior Bayonetta's, you had, of course, the perfectly timed dodge. You had the ability you could buy to tap the stick towards them to perfect parry as well. Mm -hmm. And then in this, they're like, you can also burn magic meter to parry with the demon with the infernal fiend. Yes. Which is really cool. It uh, is very satisfying if you get that because then they just do an attack that does a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. No, I love building them into the end of a combo. Like mm -hmm. being able to wait for that last shine on the fifth hit or whatever and yeah, then the, just procking them. Oh, the, I love that system. It's amazing. That alone is just like they this feels great. Yeah, the wink system is so much more exciting than just the wicked weave system we had in the previous games because it's mm -hmm. a full monster that comes out and hits. Yes. And that that feels so cool. And there are also so many systems around like 
how you can queue commands for the infernal fiends Mm -hmm. and start doing your moves in the middle of them trying to pull off those commands you queued so you can build both parallel damage fountains at the same time yeah one one thing i kept doing is madam butterfly she has Mm -hmm. the move where she does this spin kick like chun li yeah so i always just start that up and then do whatever because she's stuck in that animation for quite a while yeah, I'm a sicko. Uh, I waited until Egypt to spend... I think it was Egypt. It may have been China. I waited until China, I'm pretty sure, to spend any of my skill points on moves. God. And I maxed out <laughs> I maxed out every club move and Gamora completely. So as I'm sitting here, and it's like, yeah, so I start every encounter by just having Gamora do his three-bite move. And since <laughs> that takes so long, I can just start swinging my club. I went the whole game with that club, by the way. I actually didn't really mess with it until my second oh, playthrough. I, I did not use very much of the club. I have I favored the other weapons more. I like the unga feeling of that club. Uh, you know, uh, Bob, mm-hmm. uh, people who are familiar with our content, who've watched us play enough action games, have actually heard me talk about how much I hate playing Rachel and Ninja Guide. Right. And if you know me and you know I love being strong, that might actually make no sense to you. Right. She's you, got a big hammer. She has a giant fucking weapon and it's really slow but they they did her slow giant weapon poorly Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel great to use the club in this feels amazing (laughs) they fucking nailed it yeah it has a really good just this makes things hurt and then if you hold the attack button explodes Uh uh-huh and and of course it also comes equipped with the giant rail sniper cannon <laughs> where there's a charge shot for that too which does some serious damage if you're legitimately just looking to finish someone off as opposed to continuing a combo or juggling them lightly or dealing with a super weak enemy mm-hmm. um but yeah i i tried out a lot of the other weapons briefly on our first playthrough or super briefly um on on my second and they're really good weapon sets like, I didn't look at any of them and just be like, this is a total loser. Yeah, I think that them not having to do that equip hands, equip feet separate thing lets them make these weapons way more interesting, mm-hmm. which is really relieving. And I, and I feel bad for anyone who is like the four weapon system is the core of why I love Bayonetta, because I think that is a huge part of why I like this one more, because each weapon feels more developed. Whether or not that's actually true, I don't know, but it feels that way. To me, and also you can swap between them super easily and stuff like that. Oh, I wish you could have more than just two. I I also wish you could have at least three. Yeah, it would be nice to have more, but it is easier to switch between two weapons in your head. So Mm -hmm. I I understand the conceit there, but I do also wish. I don't know, DMC5 lets you take like seven in a concert. (laughs) It's like, we don't give a shit. I know, right? It's just like unhinged. (laughs) Even if if you can't unlock that until the second playthrough, just Mm -hmm. be like, here... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is probably a switch thing, isn't it? Because I can't fucking load that many things in. <laughs> yeah, because now it also has to load her demon transformations and everything. That's true, yeah. Her running forms. Yes. Which I thought it was really cool that they had different, like, fast mobilities for each weapon. And because they have so many weapons in this, there are so many of those. Yeah, it makes it so much more exciting to get a new weapon. And they're all really different. Yeah absolutely yeah i mean you get japanese uh bayonetta and she's got the crazy like yo-yo segway feet yes <laughs> yeah then you have the spider transformation which is really good for climbing up walls even though there's a point where she goes i'm tired and slides down the wall <laughs> if you try to go too high 
like usual, you can get play as Jean once you beat the game. Mm -hmm. They made flat-chested versions of every demon transformation for her, which I thought was really funny and a good touch. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about like the bus size on Jean is that much smaller than Bayo. I didn't really. That never occurred to me. <laughs> Because, you know, I've never played as Jean. I, I do, wait, do you do that in 2? I'm trying to remember. I've never beaten Bayo 2. No, you don't actually play as her in the game, but you can play as her afterwards, like all okay. of these. In all like of them, okay. An unlock. Yeah. I was going to say, I knew she was an unlock in 1, but I never did that. I only ever beat 85%, 90% of 1, and then I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then we did our let's play where you beat it. So mm -hmm. I, I've experienced the story, of, for better words, of every Bayonetta <laughs> game. So, you know, I have a pretty good frame of reference for that end of this. But yeah, between the, uh, the what was it, the wink system? Mm -hmm. Between that and the huge variety of weapons and how, how good all this feels, this is like a really solid action game. Yeah, I've seen, because I, I do follow various Bayonetta Twitter users and YouTubers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I've seen some complaints about the way that they've reworked weapons. And one thing I think is totally valid is no, you can no longer do half a combo in one weapon, then switch to another weapon, and the combo continues like halfway through that chain. Yeah, which is is technically less in, or less um variety. Yeah, and I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, and I even I playing through noticed that. Right, you always go back to the first hit in a, in a uh -huh. combo string. Yeah, which isn't as cool but it, it, i guess it, again lets them free the, freeze them up to let them do more weird stuff with these weapons yeah there's that and there's also a little bit of balancing like do you really want to allow me to throw three quick punches and then get to my final club hit <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dude. i mean that, that, that sounds like it should be there <laughs> oh my god my playthrough would look even more depraved <laughs> I felt bad enough going through the whole game with the club. <laughs> I think there's a reason they never fixed that glitch in one. Yeah. Where you can do the, the multi-kick the and then shoot out the rockets when you switch the weapon. <laughs> I think there's something beautiful about that. There is, yeah. 100%. And I am sad that there is no rocket weapon in this game. <laughs> I mean, during our first playthrough, which is a stream, I did say, that's the real reason this game sucks. They don't have the infinite <laughs> rocket kick. What are they doing? We're supposed to be able to kill the final boss in like <laughs> six seconds. <laughs> More completely busted action games, please. Yes, please. Thank you. And not the kind that gives me the RNG amazing equipment and no one else on the podcast Astral Chain. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, that was funny as hell, though. Please do that again. <laughs> Man, controlling the demon in this is so much what I hoped Astral Chain would be. Of like your main character can do stuff and is a good character, but also the monster works with them in different unique ways, depending on what monster you have. I'm torn because I do see that, right? Mm -hmm. And I see how obviously you could have made the the stands in Astral Chain feel a lot better. And uh, a lot of that would come from that game running, right? Yeah. In the least. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the chain mechanic would work great if it didn't phase through enemies magically because the frame rate was so bad it couldn't detect the collision. Astral chain would be a lot better if you're the, the actual normal attacks you had felt good at all. Right. Yeah, that, that's one of the main things in that game. It was like, mirror main character should have a moveset that's good. No, I'm sorry. Every, every battle needs to begin with you moving your stand to do a thing to hold them up, and then you can do a thing while they do the important thing. You can do the things that feel bad. Yes. <laughs> it's important to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I, 
part of me hopes they make an astral chain too just so they can revisit that in the future on better hardware oh yeah i really hope that's in the works this is the first time i felt positive about platinum in so long i know it's like, i was... was everyone working on this and literally there was a skeleton crew on everything else coming out in the last seven years it really is crazy because we spent most of this podcast network which um in january it well i guess technically if we count from the beginning not a big thing to mention but of the variety podcast as a whole yeah it's been what three years now something like that yeah it's been three years so like or has, has it really no yeah, way. Yeah, we started in October of 2018. Oh my god. Okay, so oh, yeah. so I feel like most of this once we once we got even 1 year in, it became worried about platinum. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think that happened after Astral Chain, yeah. Yeah. So, as we're sitting there and we have this moment, I feel like I at least and I feel like probably most of us just kept looking at Bayo 3. And we're like, that is the litmus test to tell if it's just they're poisoned and mm. it's not going to recover from here. And for people who haven't been paying attention, we're talking about like the Babylon Falls of Platinum. We're talking about all the things about their engine stuff, about them making their own custom weird thing that they're going to have to train people on instead of a normal engine like Unreal Engine so they can get some artists in. We're talking about them doing games as a service with a whole new studio. We're talking about everything else going on over there. It, yeah. it it was just this moment of <laughs> their forty dollar shmup. Forty dollar shmup without a story that you have to pay for the DLC for the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that and I was like, wait a second, was that was that them testing the shmup thing? Because there is a shmup level in this. There is. But there's also a lot of shmup stuff in near Automata, and I feel That's like true. this is closer to that than Okay. The the one they because I did. didn't play Soul Cresta. You did. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> now the vil the filters they use, uh, those are used in some parts of this game that no one should play. <laughs> oh yeah, is that the the mini game thing as Jean? Yeah. Yeah. The shooting segment in this is kind of similar to ones in Wonderful One Hundred One. Oh yeah. There's definitely a couple. Yeah. Okay. It's been so long since I did Wonderful One Hundred One. I forgot. It's funny because they have like virtually every version you can imagine. They have the Space Harrier. They have the Panzer Dragoon simulation by turning the camera 90 degrees constantly, <laughs> automatically, instead of you doing it manually. Mm -hmm. And in that one specifically, in France, when you do that, your Infernal Fiend or whatever has two different forms just like the Panzer Dragoon dragon. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they get it. They get that that's a cool thing as a part of the dragon and what it can do. So this does that as well as it does this turning the camera 90 degrees thing. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. They got Space Harrier, Panzer Dragoon. They got a shmup. They got a schmideways. They, they did it. And then at one point, you're even a Parodius boss as you flick bubbles at your enemy in the most absolutely absurd boss fight in the entire game. Yeah, the entire franchise. That thing is great. I was losing yeah, it. Yeah, that fight's great. And it references a great song from the 70s. <laughs> oh, does it <laughs> that yeah yes that being um monkey magic the opening to the 70s tv show monkey magic <laughs> what? of course <laughs> is that american tv or uh japanese no it's a japanese tv show uh, <laughs> of here, course I'll, I'll just link the opening that's funny because they i'm pretty sure they like even sample it briefly <laughs> impressive <laughs> yeah the I think the soundtrack is really good. There are numerous songs where the inspiration is just on their sleeve and their other sleeve and their shirt. <laughs> and they're wearing a headband. 
It's really good because I, I think it's when you're in Egypt and you're having some crazy set PC moments. Mm -hmm. It's playing pirates for a bit. Then it's playing back to the future for a bit. And it just keeps changing between blockbuster movie after blockbuster movie. And I'm like, this is nutty. Yeah, I think that when we got to China is when it's played the Pirates of the Caribbean music. Yeah, it's, which was really weird. But it's crazy how much it's just that obvious. Okay, let's see. That is the song they use on game center cx oh my god of course it is yeah but it's also it's all it's from a tv show about son wukong so of course the boss fight where you're <sighs> fighting the thing that song wukong yep of course that makes sense gee i wonder if kamiya grew up in the 70s and watched this it's a mystery it's no a, one can tell us it's a mystery that boss fight by the way is very neat because it goes deep into the son wukong thing down to him throwing out his hair and making duplicates of himself which you rarely see yeah you don't really see that. that has him use that mm -mm. no i can't remember the last time i've seen something that had him do that um they show it in that wukong the new game coming out okay. of course developed in china uh-huh and i'm pretty sure the league of legends character does it Oh yeah, I think so. It, right. It's something I see frequently, Do, somewhat. Does um, wasn't there a, a Song Wukong film that was Stephen Chow? Did that one oh, do I, it? I don't think it did. Okay, weirdly, it's hard to remember that film. It was so not his best work. No, <laughs> wasn't that? It was Jackie Chan and Jet Li or something too, wasn't I it? I thought the uh, are these not two different films? They're probably two different films. I'm thinking of Forbid Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I fell asleep during that. That would be an excuse for me not remembering that. I was unconscious. Yeah, so so for me at least, like the traversal, like just the environments they built for you to go through because they don't have a bunch of weird crappy QTEs that kill you if you even remotely fuck them up in environmental movement and other things like one does. Mm -hmm. And they build much more welcoming opening areas with the timed platforming challenges presented by those, you know, the golems. Because you'll hit a golem and it'll like... Oh yeah, it'll break into pieces and you're playing a platforming game. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they do some really cool stuff with that. And I really, really think they've done a spectacular job. I think where this game is held back is absolutely in the plot and the performance on the Switch. And I think that may be it. But those two are so pervasive. Mm-hmm that I feel like it really does hammer it for me. Um, you said you used the hammer a lot. Chris, what did you end up using? Yeah, what's your baby? <laughs> I really like the yo-yos. Yeah, they're good. Yes. They're really good. But I also really like the clock tower, where it's like the shields that are also the gauntlets. Yeah, the gauntlets that are the door. Yeah, I saw I would love that, and I just can't get used to it. And part of that is because it lets me unga bunga monkey, because <laughs> mm -hmm. a lot of those moves have, you're invincible during these frames like you have super armor because your the shield is what is what is coming up that's good yeah uh and also the the guns on that weapon do crazy damage once they spin up yeah because they're both mini guns right yes so a thing that happened a lot in the final boss when i was chewing through his 75 health bars <laughs> is i would get witch time and he would back away after my coming like i'm just gonna hold this fucking button and you, half your health bars this health bar is gonna go away <laughs> yeah that's one weapon i wish i had spent more time with before this review like 100 i also really like the fans yeah the fans are a lot of fun they are a lot like the double swords from bayonetta 2 but they they now have an interesting mechanic stuff behind them where you can they're fans so we got wind powers and stuff mm -hmm. all, all the weapons are so unique it's like that's part of the reason where it's like 
Why do I only get two? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is actually, this is, I would have swapped more, but this is one of the things where the skill system worked against it, where it's like, I don't want to unlock, like, I already have everything for this weapon unlocked. I don't want to switch to a weapon where I, I have to unlock the launcher and stuff again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I found myself usually having enough points to get a good number of moves for a new weapon when it came in, mm -hmm. but it it does deter me because that means I have to go to that menu and like highlight each one individually and do it. Yeah. At the same time, I get to see exactly what they're going to do before I get it. And that's helpful. It is. So I I am split on that system for sure. I actually used a lot of the mic stand. I think that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's the one where she turns into a frog. Yes. Uh, she uses like a bow staff, which is a lot of fun in these games where you get that much reach. Yes, that's always cool. And it also has a weird mechanic where you get to hold down the button, like hold down the kick, and then she does a, a like a lyric that she sings, and her attack goes up. Ooh. Yeah, so it's literally just a buff you can turn on and then move, go over to a different weapon or whatever. Yeah, the part where um the frog as an infernal fiend just as that clear room song. Oh, if yeah. it clears the song completely, it can just do massive damage to everything. Yeah, I need to mess around it's more good. with that. It's really it's I love mechanics where it's like it is incredibly hard to pull this off, but if you do, everything's yeah. doomed. I love that each of the the fiend summons has its like two regular attack buttons and then the R1 button or whatever you set it to. Mm -hmm. the special attack button that does something weird mm -hmm. like the spider yes. she got webs mm -hmm. we just went over the song thing uh there's the kiss uh, as madame, madame butterfly. butterfly yeah madame butterfly has the kiss and i like that you can extend the stun duration of the kiss yes and one of my favorites is the crow he literally picks up enemies and strong yes it's really <laughs> yes good. I, I like the train a lot just because it's so far out yes it's like set set where it's going <laughs> Yeah, that Except feels what it really does good. At these guide posts. That's the most wonderful one on one in this game. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of the couple of times where it's like kill all these enemies in one summon, or else they all grow back right away. <laughs> at least they only do it twice. Once I understood yes. what they wanted, I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. The the train is definitely the most wonderful one on one thing in this game. Another reason why I didn't switch weapons as much as I wanted is because later in the game, they give you two new ones at a time. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, the, a lot of games run out of gas. This game finished the drive and it felt like it still had a spare tank. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like a dozen weapons you get in the post game that I just don't know about yet. From what I have found, uh huh, there are two I've unlocked. Uh -huh. Then there are the two from the old Bayonetta games, the two old pistol sets. Okay. And a third one or that I think is real is Rodan. I'm pretty sure will be a weapon. Cool. Because during in, when you beat a Bay game, Bayonetta game, there's always this big collage of all the characters and creatures and stuff. Mm -hmm. On that screen, you see Bayonetta fighting Rodan and she has wings like Rodan does. Huh. So I assume that's yeah. there. Huh. Yeah, I, I assume you have to beat him, which is uh rough. Yeah, no, those are all I don't think I've ever actually done it. Maybe in the first really? beta. That but that's it. The good lord. Yeah, it's it is insane. And then after the epilogue, they're like, here's one more. <laughs> yes. I was gonna ask uh not to be a downer, but that collage seemed less funny than usual. Was that just me? Did you find it? I've 
I think there's still some good stuff in there, but it I think it's hindered by the rest of the story. Right. The moment in which the moment in which it happens. Uh, Yeah. We're not to the story yet, but we can kind of segue there by talking about mechanics in one specific part of the game. We have not even mentioned once so far. How far into this review are we? And we didn't. Oh, my God. We're nearly half an hour into this review and we haven't mentioned this. Viola is a character you play. She sure is a character you play is sometimes. I think, what is it? She has maybe f- not enough. Four <laughs> levels? Is that right? I think it's only three, but maybe it's four. <sighs> yeah. I think uh, I think it's three and then one extra fight. Mm-hmm. Which I don't want to count as four because that's not right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not a whole level, yeah. I, I need to check because I forgot to check. I don't know how it slipped my mind to check. Mm-hmm. If taunting enemies as her makes them more vulnerable... I actually, at a certain point in this game, because of how many of those extra angel verse things existed, uh-huh. and me getting annoyed at enemies just not attacking me when I needed them to to activate witch time, I started wearing the thing that pisses them off. Yeah, the hurt taunting does upset them, which should cause them to be more vulnerable. It does make them attack more Because she's the, she's, I'm still fucking waiting for my Jetstream Sam game platinum. This is pretty close, <laughs> but it's not close enough. Yeah. God, Viola is so weird uh one thing before we even move to her sure button config should be standard in this genre it has been that way in don't make cry since four original i'm pretty sure are there that many differences between four and three well button config i don't know if you can configure all the buttons oh you're saying custom button configuration not just the configuration as a genre standard yeah no not that okay that 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 is free to change whoever wants to change it right okay yeah yeah, no, that's 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 a fair request. Like, they, this has been a problem in every Bayonetta game. It's like Bayonetta 1 has two different versions. Bayonetta 2 has two different versions you can use. Mm-hmm. This has four different versions you can use. Yeah. That's not enough. I need to be able to reset these buttons, and that's a reasonable expectation. I'm, I'm a damaged person. This fucking, a video game could come up with a crutches, turn it on me, and beat my shins in with it, and I'd be like, I can make these bent crutches work for me. Like, I just accept whatever their control scheme is, for better or worse. Like, I literally did not change it on my second playthrough. I just yeah. changed my brain from our first playthrough to adapt to what they wanted me to do. And I'm like, this is my life now. Yeah, that's but it's, fair. But it's like, it, for me, the larger confusion, the larger complication when it comes to controls is the fact that dodging activates witch time for Bayonetta and parrying does it for Viola. Yeah, I wish that they're... There is no way to make their control schemes match up in a way I would like. Mm-hmm. Of you can't have the demon summon on the same button as Bayonetta does. It's like that needs to be that one place. It makes it so much easier if you can do that. I think if you don't change Bayonetta's uh, config, they're both going to be ZL. Maybe. Yeah, I'm but there's sure. no way. There's like there's no counterpart to that for the later ones. Like there's no, yeah yeah the other ones. Actually, there's no consistency. I don't. I think. was looking for anything that put it on ZL. I don't think that any of them did that. Or maybe it was ZR. Yeah, you're what? thinking ZR because ZR is dodge by default. Yeah. Yeah. ZL is is the fiend for both. But yeah, you can't get in the matchup on that or on where the dodge button is. Mm. And you can get it to match up where the block button is with the dodge button, but that's not what I want because the block button's also her target button. Yes. If she just had a separate button for blocking, I would be so much happier with her. Yeah. Well, she can still target with um the R3 button. That doesn't... That's just camera lock target. It's not... I can do the different moves that are used 
done by using target like back forward and but it's still when you attack you attack towards them but it won't allow you to do those extra moves that require you to hold block right that is correct yeah it's so frustrating it's like come on but yeah i think all your shoulders are consistent across both control schemes if you just don't change it at all i don't think that's right i can pull, pull it up <laughs> All right, I went to type A on both of them. Let's well, see. it doesn't start on type A for viola. Joke's on you. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it starts on type A for bayonetta, but it actually starts on a different type for viola. What? Yeah, go check type C or D. Type D is what I used for viola. I didn't change bayonetta's controls. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Why is... Uh -huh. There's only one way to make a matchup, so, and it's not even the same letters. But it is the default. It starts both of them on. That's insane. I know. What that implies to me is that they made the control scheme A for Viola, and someone in the office said, hey, these shoulder buttons should function the same across characters. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Bob? Uh, <laughs> so Viola is a character in this game we can now talk about now that we've solved the mystery of what is the control scheme. <laughs> it's like only four levels out of uh, three levels, possibly four, out of how many? I think 16? 14? 14? It's, 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 it's a you very You don't even play as her. I don't even think you play as her as entire levels a couple times. I think you switch back in the middle of the first one. Well, you stay in the same region. Like, you're not going to do all of Egypt as her, but yeah, you do do yeah, chapters yeah, yeah. as her. I think the part, like, this is probably going to sound insane to anyone who doesn't like Viola, right? Uh-huh. But the part that bugs me about Viola is when they change her mobility for the last level she does. Because originally she uses the grapple hook. Yes. But then they're like, she had the transformation. She now yes. has a crappy fluttering wings thing. You can turn that yeah. off. That does something. And it just brings back the hook shot. Yeah. How do you turn that off? Is it's, that, in, it's in the skill menu. It's just one of those things. That's they consider that a skill. Yes. By ruining my yeah. movement, they consider that a skill. That is insane. I it actually is so much, it. It's so much slower. Yes. It's terrible I, I wonder, for making jumps. Yeah, but there's a couple of those. There's a couple of those. You punched the uh, golem. Yeah, the, the the golem, and now there's collectibles. A couple of those are way easier if she's in that form. That's fair. Speaking of the golems, I like the golems overall. Mm -hmm. There should be no golems that have consumable items in them. <laughs> it does feel <laughs> awful when you're like, oh man, I'm gonna get something cool. Here's something to make a healing item with. Here, here's something that items which I don't use. I'm gonna be honest. On my second playthrough, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm using the items. I don't care." No, that penalizes me. No, using <laughs> the items doesn't penalize you. Getting hurt enough to the point where you have to use the items penalizes you. It's very interesting. But using you, using them doesn't penalize you. Isn't there a thing at the end where it's like, "Oh, I guess it penalizes your overall score, which doesn't for the matter for the first scores." Yeah, it doesn't matter They've for the been, first I, scores. I wish they'd stop this fucking pussyfooting around because they. Oh, that's also how wonderful <laughs> one one is, where it has weird penalties and not penalties for items where these items penalize you, but these items don't. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, no, I started playing head games where I'm like, well, obviously obviously from here i'm gonna be able to get a couple more platinums so i should just heal to make sure that i don't die in the middle of the next battle and i was right i got a decent amount of pure platinums on this playthrough and i felt pretty good decent amount four yeah <laughs> hey pure platinums are hard platinum is way easier <laughs> uh, absolutely that's how it goes <laughs> you know viola is really important 
It's important to talk about viola mechanically, but you know what's also important? <laughs> what's that, Dan? Jean's elevator action. Yes. Sequences. Those are delightful. Arguably better than viola. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Somebody does not like viola. I do not like that she's just less capable than Bayonetta by a significant margin. Yeah, that's that would be my main complaint. Like, I like her as a character and a design and stuff. It's all about, man... There's a lot of stuff in this game designed around I can control the demon I summon mm-hmm. and he can I can make him attack right when he comes out instead of sometimes he's he's really goofy and he's like I'm gonna charge up an attack that takes forever and now I'm gonna smoke my hookah and spit out <laughs> flames at no one because they are nowhere near me by now You're right yeah that's yeah. fair that's that's why Cheshire for me a lot of the time just got relegated to combo ender yeah there's that I, and that part that's part of the reason I wish I could just switch to the fists yeah I wish that it was like a a system like Double May Cry 3 had, mm-hmm. where you can throw the sword out and just six. Like, you just hit the button and it's out there. Mm-hmm. Instead of this, where it's like, hold it, and then if you get hit, or if you want to dodge or block, then it comes back. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need all these stipulations. I want to be able to have fun. So what you're saying is you wish Viola was more like V. <laughs> As Bob tries to figure out which one he no. dislikes more. I wish Viola was more like Jetstream Sam and that her charge moves into the world. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> It is annoying that one of the few weapons that's gone from Bayonetta 1 is the, the Katana weapon, which had a really cool charge, uh, like, quick draw slash. Yeah. And now it's like we have Viola with Sir Katana, and it's, it's never that cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like maybe there's only, fu- maybe there's fewer levels with her than they originally intended because she's kind of half-baked. Yeah, it does feel like there's a lot of things just not quite done about her, like, you get that power up halfway through the game where she she gets her devil trigger basically yeah i thought that would be like a bigger moment for gameplay but it boils down to you get a western action game double trigger where it takes forever to charge up then you do it and you just are god for like 10 seconds and then you seal that pure platinum in baby (laughs) (laughs) which by the way uh this isn't quite technical but it's one funny how there's a couple things in this game that's like man you really like devil may cry 5 huh like uh, the chainsaw weapons that become a, a, a quote-unquote train that feel exactly like the motorcycle weapon in DMC5 to use. Like mm-hmm. the swings feel so similar. <laughs> and then you have Viola doing, I'm going to do my big devil trigger by impaling myself on my sword and then I transform. And be honest, at this point I've just assumed Bleach does that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> because i haven't seen all of bleach yet and i'm like well then i'm trying to think mm. if devil may cry won like we have the part where he gets impaled but he just stands up out of yeah, it yeah he just but stands he up out of it he yeah. doesn't he doesn't, doesn't transform no no yeah, i don't I, I don't think i don't think the impaling yourself and then becoming your super mode is until five yeah yeah he, he gets impaled then goes goes soul trigger the first time in devil may cry three but that, of course that's already after kamiya left mm-hmm yeah, and he doesn't absorb the sword. Like, that's the thing. She absorbs the sword, it seems like. Right. Although it is funny to imagine. She's like, I don't know how to turn this on except by almost dying. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to aim one inch to the right of my heart <laughs> every time with the sword. Yeah, and I, I wish that they did more with that transformation mode because I think it's really cool. It's a lot like Terra from Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> it's also like Lucia from Devil May Cry 2 in that it's broken. <laughs> You're thinking of the devil trigger from Dante that's low house. Yeah. Yeah. The, Lucia strangely doesn't have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Dante's where he just basically says silence thought and then goes <laughs> low tier God on you. 
ending an entire combat encounter in a fraction of one second. I wish that it were that powerful. Yeah. Viola's is nowhere near as powerful. <laughs> yeah. If you if you take if it takes me basically an entire chapter to charge up your your sin devil trigger, basically, mm -hmm. it should just be that. It should be Dante from two. Yeah, it should just His annihilate them. Trigger. Yeah, one hundred percent. Honestly, I'm surprised they just didn't make it a big attack like Bayonetta. Yeah, it feels like it's more tuned to that. Yeah. Which is another weird thing because you get it so infrequently and it's like why is this here even? I feel like it, you don't so even the, really need it. So that way you grind a devil trigger and then go back to the chapter select screen and then start at the correct verse. You need to get a platinum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a very weird mechanic, but there are so many good ones that it just sort of fell to the background of, oh, what, what's that thing doing in your living room? That's weird. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. on Bayna, it's like, well, it's just one on, uh, among this many. Right. So it's whatever uh-huh and sometimes it is nice and like the witch trials where it's just a, an onslaught of really tough battles to be like oh thank god i got this i can just cheese my way through the end of this encounter mm -hmm. but it's not that way on viola yeah it's not that way on viola it doesn't feel it yeah there I, just aren't enough mechanics on viola for it to feel that way i'm okay with viola um as a character like it, obviously they didn't pull her out for half of the levels if they mm -hmm. did that would have definitely dragged this game down for me <laughs> yes. yes i enjoyed doing some of the platforming and other stuff that is required of her when she has the hook shot and it's nice and fun and feels different mm -hmm. which is why i got bummed out when she got the wings and i was just like <laughs> couldn't you have your own type of oh <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, she's not firing in all cylinders like Bayonetta is. Bayonetta is feeling like, in my opinion, better than ever <laughs> with an insane yeah. amount of mechanics. Right. This is, if nothing else, the best since the first time and honestly a lot more exciting mm -hmm. because it's so many new things shoved in here. Yes. Whereas Viola does feel like just back to basics, mm -hmm. which isn't great. Yeah. So um, I guess we can now... 10 years into the spoiler cast, we can talk about spoilers. Hey, we're going to talk about the plot. Spoilers. 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 So first time through this game, I'm kind of giving an excuse of like, they're doing a multiverse plot, whatever, it'll be fine. But as I continue through the game and every Bayonetta spends five seconds on screen before dying abruptly to the weakest looking attack in the world, I just start getting more and more exhausted with the, this. Like, it feels like a gross misuse of multiverse writing yes yeah it, it, and it definitely has a tonal whiplash to it too this game feels weirdly hollow in places for how long it's spent in development 100 percent, i am with you like, on it's, that it still has the weird motion comic cutscenes that two had that were transparently just we don't have the fucking money or time yeah to make are, a real cutscene. there aren't nearly as many yeah that's, but they're still here but they're still here they are still and, here and then there's stuff like the japan level and the paris level it's like okay you play as the the bayonetta of that universe for a while you fight a boss as them they're pretty fleshed out and then in paris it's like you fight both the bayonetta and the uh i forget what bayonetta's, bayonetta's mom is rosa yeah rosa you fight both of them that that's the only that's the only level where you get an alternate version of anybody else in the cast where you get a uh, you get Inspector Enzo, but it's pronounced Anzo. I mean, it's spelt Anzo, but it's spelt Anzo, which I thought was really funny and was the kind of thing I expected when we knew it was going to be a multiverse game. Yes, yeah, like like you rarely even see the Jean from the 
these universes outside of like the flashback dimension where they die. Yeah, right? and it's it literally is they facilitate the they properly facilitate the multiverse stuff for Luca for Luca own <laughs> <laughs> and for uh, Rosa and that, but it feels like elsewise they really. Like Onzo, rather. Uh, elsewise, it feels like they really fall flat. And it's just like, here's Bayonetta. Aren't you curious how these different Bayonettas will have different personalities and how they'll interact? Too bad she's dead already. And it's like, this needs to stop happening. Also, there's like a, a weird, like, I don't need every world to be homogenous. If anything, this falls th for the trope of being too cookie cutter in the way it presents yes. worlds and how you explore mm -hmm. it. They're, the, they're all the structured like the exact same way. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's formulaic in a game that's only like 10 hours long. Yeah. It, it feels bad when the story beats and everything of each chapter is so similar, but then at the end of it, you still go, how come I played as her in that one? And then this one, I walked into a hologram of her. And then this one, like, it's just so weird. And part of me on my second playthrough is like, do you think you killed the other Bayonettas in the original version of the script? Is there like huh. some some part that has an arc to any of this that begins to make it make any level of uh, progressive <sighs> sense? Considering other Platinum games, no, probably not. It's just a real bummer. I think that this plot is an absolute bummer because there's so much potential here and it's all basically wasted. The plot that I made up that I thought the direction I thought they were going, I finished and I'm like, they should have just done what I fucking thought. Sorry. <laughs> Which is, I thought Singularity was an alternate Luca. Like, I thought he was weird, bitter incel Luca because every time Singularity talks, he's... Like he's filtered, so you can't tell what the who the voice actor is. It right. Vaguely, it sounds kind of like it could be Yuri Lowenthal being run through a voice filter, and and they make Bayonetta the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, is this going to be weird incel Luca who wants to kill all the Bayonettas to make the one universe? Is that where this is going? And the answer is no, they're nobody because the Bayonetta <laughs> game can't have a good right, villain. Right. Yeah. What the hell is with that? That is my number one disappointment with this game is how Sigurd is completely undeveloped. And it was very funny because I brought that up at the end yeah, of our I stream and people go, what are you talking about? He was in the intro. <laughs> he, was, right? he was that soldier <laughs> in the intro scene. And I'm like, that doesn't make him developed. He, I have no he idea. He was? I thought that was, yeah, that, I thought that that was a Luca. No, the, that guy's name is Sigurd. So that's the twist that he was that guy there. But it obviously arched. Uh, what, what did they call arch arc Sigurd? arc arc fact solidarity arc whatever truth, I think right anyways that was there obviously and killing Bayonetta from that timeline and it's a mess it's yeah. it's a total I, mess I, and Bayonetta games oftentimes do become a total mess mm -hmm. but this is a total mess and the bad guys no one and his motivation yeah, is the, nothing. The bad guys, no one. I don't know what his motivation is. I don't know what he was trying. What he's trying to achieve. I thought that we'd go to the alpha verse at the end and it would be like a level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With it's, like a stage, like, cause they, they have that big, like homunculus aesthetic castle in the introduction to every enemy. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that'd be there. We'd run through some area that looked like that. We'd get, maybe get some kind of plot dump about this, but no, it's it, it again. It's like, it's like they ran out. No, you just, like this game was in development so long. You just end up at the Dr. Strange kaleidoscope and straight up the ending of the third matrix film, <laughs> which was the beginning of the game again, abruptly without ever exploring that yeah. or anything else. And it, it, it is a real shame.
Yeah, it doesn't make. I, I could mm. also like Sigurd's Singer, ruse is 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 insane. Yeah, it's like why is this even here? Yeah, it's just to it's just to have a twist, and then yeah. you end up killing a character that feels really unearned. Well, yeah, no, that's it's that's the thing. That's the thing about Sigurd. I dislike even more so than his motivations aren't explained. It's like okay. So our Sigurd is the evil Sigurd sending out all the homunculi and everything else to every other world. So we delivered him the chaos gears so he could. I know, right? And we all beat Shut this up. game and I did it twice. So did Bob. Yes. And he's doing that so he can. And when he fully powers up, he has the power to. Wait, wait, wait. They said that he can destroy the Trinity of Worlds. I don't know why he would want to do that. Because they didn't motivate that in the least, but he kept talking about how he was going to define his truth and affirm phenomena. And it's like, you need to understand, I like Kingdom Hearts. This seems like a satire of Kingdom Hearts levels of, you're not saying anything. <laughs> like, the, Kingdom Hearts has never been this bad about what is the character saying right now. It it does seem like a weird attempt to do like a big super epic, like we're we're a really high power level thing, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't land at all. Also, like, listen, I fucking love shonen anime. Mm -hmm. I love when it seems like all hope is lost, and then the hero pulls out more power, or somebody shows up for the assist. You didn't need to do that eight times in the final boss. I know the the, the final. They gauntlet. do every version of it. Some of them twice. Yes, yeah. and, and, and then it just keeps going, and it doesn't it doesn't flow at all. None of them flow into each other, and they repeat them. And at some point, you go. That there's literally a 100% chance Kamiya wrote this because like <laughs> that's how it feels. It, just, it feels like it this is just is, a big mash of tropes and they needed to take it to the next level by doing it three times as hard as they did it in any other Bayonetta game. So, okay, let, let me think here. <laughs> Bay okay. In the, in the final boss, Bayonetta does the, the double super ultra summon oh, please uh, don't where she me. summons Madame Butterfly. She just summons Madame <laughs> Butterfly who literally does Kamehameha and even lip syncs it. Yeah, of course, she doesn't funny. actually say it. Yes, they they, they even just remake the, the father-son Kamehameha directly. It is the cell. Yes. Kamehameha, yeah. Then all of the deleted Bayonettas show up to help and the Jeans. Uh-huh. God. And that, then they get deleted again. Yeah, that, that scene gave me hope for something interesting to happen. And Same. then they just immediately like, uh, they were just data and they're not real. They're going to disappear. It's like, the only way you could have saved this is any of those universes you annihilated coming back. Any of them. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, they, like, we're not people who enjoy it when it's like the dead person came back. But in this case, it actually would have built towards anything happening mm -hmm. if they just followed through on this. Oh, and then all the Bayonettas reconstitute. Right. Like, I, I'm fine with the dead person coming back to life when it's in a, a story where you burnt every single thing in the entire franchise <laughs> to the ground. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about uh, those franchises that are just completely scared shitless of killing a character like any of them. So they all keep dying and coming back mm. like you see that in multiple franchises. But in this, it was like when they're on the moon, when you're having that fight, I felt like we were building towards a thing conceptually. Right. And then we throw it all away. We plummet down to Earth just to be like, er, it ended where it began. Yeah. Where them remaking the intro makes so little sense. It really doesn't yeah, make sense because of how the Sigurd plays into this. And it's like, well, he was that and that one. And then. And it, 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 mm. <laughs> 
Why would he say all the exact same things and behave identically? Right? Like, this isn't a time loop. This is a different dimension. He's just done this a hundred times. It's it's also weird because there's a line in the game about how, how Bayonetta is a woman out of time. He says yeah. that to Bayonetta. And I'm like, that's not the... That's not what this game is, though. This isn't a yeah. time loop. It's a, it's jumping dimensions. And another weird thing is I went and read a lot of the um the character summaries you can look at in the gallery. Mm-hmm. You know the darkness forms we see a few times? Like, yeah. we see the darkness Bayonetta yeah. and we see the darkness Sigurd. Uh-huh. And darkness Luca. And darkness Luca. Yeah. yeah. The explanation for those in the gallery is bizarre. It's like the alpha versus version of him died and became evil and started absorbing all the other dead universes ones and have made this dark form it's like what that doesn't feel alluded to in the story at all so so you're telling no, me the really lore isn't. you're telling me the lore of arc eve the shadow form yes the one you fight at the very end of the is game. that all the dead bayonettas have congealed into that yes being controlled not even by the the main timeline bayonetta but by the Alphaverse Bayonetta. Well, isn't she... Well, she's not the Alphaverse. She's just Arc Eve. That's what they call Bayonetta. Yeah, no, not not the main one, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. The, the main Bayonetta is Arc Eve Prime. Mm. Uh, I didn't sign up for that service. I didn't think it was worth $10 <laughs> a month. Which means something, I guess. Yeah, the Luca thing is really insane. Yeah, I thought that I was actually the, the one part where I'm in on it, where I'm like, oh, I'm with you, is Luca Own. I mean, that was so funny and so good. And I'm like, I love this World of Warcraft high elf looking motherfucker. It, Luca he, Own oh is God, great. He looks so much like that. Luca Own is does. great. It honestly, like, also, he calls him an else fellow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it cracked up so hard. It must be my else fellow. <laughs> I really like there's this game feels very Vera very much like it feels a lot like a Suda game and I don't know if that's the director or if it's like Kamiya being unfiltered for once. Well, does it feel like a Suda game in as much as like Killer Seven is missing pages and pages and pages of scripts because they didn't have enough time to finish? <laughs> no, I, I mean stuff like I mean stuff like um the Viola running with her ass on fire for one second that feels almost like a No More Heroes segment. Yeah, totally. And a lot of the comedy beats very feel very similar. And like Luca on just showing up and being like, oh, yeah, Luca has fairy DNA. That reminded me specifically of Killer is Dead when you go to the DLC mission, which is set in the vampire <laughs> castle. And, and Mondo, Mondo Zappa is like, I can't get through this cursed forest. I better I better get help. And then his unicorn shows up what? <laughs> for that level only to guide him through the cursed force and it felt like that I really liked it from that angle yeah I also like that a strider the where the werewolf thing one looks really fucking cool it does I wish it's face animated but it, it is very cool and two is is probably one of the more fun bosses to fight in my opinion same yeah this this has a lot of fun like normal human sized bosses to fight I think mm -hmm. these are so much better than it's been the series ever because the only other good ones were John in one and I oh, think is that the full list? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Every time they do it in two, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I remember not hating the Lumen Sage fights, but I haven't played that game since it came out on the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, that's this... understandable. Here's here's a preview of the Bayonetta two video that'll never come out. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that drives me insane about the Lumen Sage fights is that you have to use Witch Time because he's unhittable outside of Witch Time. Unless you use the cheese, it is hold the attack button on your pistols and shoot him. 
Like, oh. literally, every, after each punch, shoot him. He can't He can't dodge that, but he can dodge literally any other weapons or any other attack. So, so he's fast enough to dodge a punch, but not a bullet. Not a bullet if you do it after a punch. <laughs> if you okay. just try and shoot him, it won't work. Well, he, he's just not noticing that you're shooting. That's, that's all that is. That game drives me insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 As, as a more casual observer of two, there's a lot of plot stuff about that I don't like, but... There are Bayonetta 3, its plot literally feels like 17 unfinished sentences coalesced into a paragraph to become this. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tonal shift that we talked a little bit about is staggering. The Bayonetta's whole thing is being goofy and fun. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and this feels like the most goofy one. Yes. And every time they punctuate a goofy moment, they, they murder a Bayonetta. Yeah. And destroy a universe. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I did think it was kind of weird. It's like Bayonetta, you just killed all those human soldiers. Like you just killed thousands and thousands and thousands of people with this this fun "I'm I'm a kaiju" segment. Well, they they solved that. Did you notice they they covered their asses on that one? Did you hear the line? Did they? Yes. No, uh, I, I didn't. Less than four seconds into that segment, she goes, "May your soul rest," and then she starts blowing them up. And I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me, game." <sighs> You've got like, to be kidding me. This is, this is, on like the dreary note, it's like in any other story like this where entire universes are getting wiped out and every fucking character dies, they have the power of friendship or whatever, or we reject your reality thing where they all come back. Mm -hmm. And in this game, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's insane because Bayonet even talks about her, her self-actualized truce at the end. And I was like, well, surely that means they're going to, bring these worlds back no yeah i feel like if anything if you're not upset about anything else it's kind of upsetting the state they left the bayonetta franchise and it was like yeah it's it's infuriating from that angle it's like couldn't you even leave john alive couldn't you do that one thing <laughs> no you've killed everyone you even killed enzo's kids what's wrong with you i'm sure yeah, that's insane i'm sure enzo's kids are Fine. There's no in, way. In the, in oh, the, no, the character no. bio, I'm I went about and read to, it. I'm about to walk out of this podcast room you call living room. It's literally, it says he, he deal, he's dealing with his loss of his children. It's like, or sorry, his family. So wife and kids. Yeah, because so his wife is also on the dead. Phone with I don't know. Okay. There's a mistress, it's, I guess. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, they left this in a really bad state because they literally hand off to Viola. The character that's the least developed in this. I'm sorry, she is not Nero. Yeah, no, she's not. There's two angles to it because I respect them for Viola being really distinct and different from Bayonetta, uh -huh. and that's a problem with Nero. Everyone thought he was Dante when he was introduced. There's a reason. <laughs> but at the same time, like the, her mechanics aren't there. She's a goofy side character. Like she's an excellent counterpart to it for a game. Mm -hmm. Like she is way more Luca than Bayonetta, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. She's good as a character. She ain't a main character. No, I would even be fine. I would even be fine with her being half of another game with Jean as the other half. Right. And it's like, okay, she's she's still training. She's training under Jean. She's getting her shit together more. There's still these moments where she's like Luca, but not as many. But instead, they're just like, no, she's Bayonetta now. And I'm like, no, she's not. 
And if you try and if you try to sell me a Bayonetta 4 with her, I'm not sure if I'm going to show up. Yeah, I honestly don't think I would because, you know, even just ignoring the mechanical side, because mm-hmm. obviously they could flesh her out more and do some more, even more interesting and more differenter things in a future Bayonetta. I don't want an entire game whose plot is hinged on her. She is not Bayonetta. And I'm not obsessed with Bayonetta, but Bayonetta makes for a very strong character to follow through the universes, which admittedly the tone of Bayonetta as a character worked a lot better in the story of one Uh and also kind of in the story of two because her tone doesn't really match any of what's happening in three because once again, three is 17 incomplete sentences piled on top of each other called a paragraph. Yeah. I, I would literally skip the plot if I, whenever I replay this. Yeah. Like just completely. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's weird because like talk uh, earlier, I referenced it. Devil May Cry five has a really awesome plot. Yeah. They nail yes, every it does. part the, of that, that thing. This is, this is part of why I was so down. I'm so down on this plot. It's like Devil May Cry five's plot, like advances every single character in Devil May Cry. Mm hmm. It wraps up a bunch of arcs. It also draws on like pretty much the same inspirations as Bayonetta in terms of anime and stuff, but it does it so much more competently and has like emotional beats that land. And and in the, and in, and in this like five minutes before the end of the game, Bayonetta decides she loves this this fucking clown. <laughs> but <laughs> see, been hanging around for three games. Here's the thing: I get to write that off because this ain't the same Bayonetta. Which that is That's the thing true. that pissed me off so much about all the journalists coming out and being like, "Oh, it's so hetero now. I can't believe this such a betrayal." And I'm like, "That isn't the same character, you brain dead moron." When you go into the character bios, it's really crazy. What? Um, there is. <laughs> What? The Bayonetta from that first universe we see at the very entrance of the game is uh-huh. not Bayonetta from Bayonetta 1. Fuck you. That is the person, that is literally Vale's mom. But it's that not is, Bayonetta is... 1 Bayonetta because there's no separate entry for Bayonetta 1 Bayonetta who shows up at the end of the game. Wait a second. So, 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 Viola's mom looks identical to Bayonetta from Bayonetta 1. Yes. And that was her who died in the beginning. In, in the, yes. But then there's a separate one who's from another world that destroyed that is Bayonetta Bayonetta one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's infuriating that, and dumb. That, that's that's that somebody wrote something in some text field to make the ending seem a little bit more sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can imagine like the Vi- Viola's mom shows up and doesn't even react or emote about Viola being there. Uh huh. Well, not <sighs> only that, just she was killed completely and is now here, and it seemingly had no lead up or follow through or reaction point and he just goes i destroyed all your worlds before and it's like yeah that's a that's a really good and and then she and then bayonetta one from bayonetta from bayonetta one and bayonetta from bayonetta two fuse with bayonetta three bayonetta which doesn't mean anything i guess but does maybe yeah it it was cool but then it was but then it wasn't so let let me think here I, i need to count how many times they do the everything is lost but somebody swoops in thing dude it's like seven (laughs) <laughs> they do all the data coming back. They do Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 showing up. They do Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 fusing with Bayonetta. Viola swoops in twice because she fails the first time and, and succeeds the second. Yep. And then Luca tries one. So that's six. Yeah. And then and then there's, uh, you know, after everything's happening and screwed, Bayonetta is getting eaten by demons as Viola flies up into the black hole. Luca saves Viola from the black hole, but now Bayonetta is a spirit and not 
uh, corporeal form anymore, and Luca holds her as they sit on the hell portal, and then she inc- she becomes corporeal again. So it's like, okay, so she's back from that. But then they just sit there and let themselves get eaten by the the the, the pit to inferno mm-hmm. anyway. So that counts as its own. And and then the ending happens, but then you still have to do the post ending Bayo fight against Arch or sorry Arc Eve Primal. I don't whatever. To darkness, whatever the one that isn't darkness. the one that isn't a character with any relation to Viola. Once again, this by, liter- by the logic of how this works, the yep. plot of Bayonetta three literally is as bad as every single person who's never engaged with Kingdom Hearts trying to describe the plot. It is that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's I. It's a nightmare. It is hard to come up with a strong parallel to this. And like, that's another thing why the ending pisses me off. Because if they decide to bring back Bayonetta and and they don't do, which is what I would do, which is I would open Bayonetta 4 with the end of Bayonetta. I would show like her sinking into the fire and then and then the thing where where Viola gets called Bayonetta. And then I would pay, then the camera would pull out and it would be a movie that Bayonetta was watching and walking out of. <laughs> Fair. That, and then we would never mention the events of those games, games again, except maybe Viola could be there. But it's like, if they continue from that, are we going to do Bayonetta 2 again? Viola has to go to right. hell like Bayonetta <sighs> went to hell and, in and Bayonetta well, 2? And that's the, the thing that's interesting and weird. Devil May Cry 5 leaves Dante and Virgil in hell, and that's really interesting. But then this takes Luca and Bayonetta to hell, and I'm like, that I don't. <laughs> yeah. We just did two. I don't. It was two did that part so poorly. And also two has a lot of mechanics around why that wouldn't work this time. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing is Jean's pendant, her magical seal Mm -hmm. is still fine. And in the real world and counting down until her corporeal, like her soul can no longer go back into her body. Mm -hmm. Whereas Bayonetta's Yeah, but they can just just cook up a new ring. There's always a new MacGuffin. Um, The one part that gives me hope in this story. Okay. I'm definitely did, interested in hearing that. Did either of you get the picture book? No. Yes, I did, but I didn't open it. I couldn't. I, I kept forgetting to do something with it. You need to go find keys that are hidden throughout the, the game in various different oh. chapters. It's, it's a neat thing. Uh-huh. But you open the book. Yeah. It boots into this literal storybook game about Bane as a child. Okay, and you get to play as a play it as her, and it ends really abruptly with the to be continued, but you actually like it's got a really crazy nice art art book aesthetic to it, like it looks like an old storybook, mm-hmm. and it's her going around and getting lost in a forest, and then it, it ends with like kid John looking at it and being like, oh oh no, something bad's happening, and it starts just cutting into clips, and I think one of the clips is even something like we can't save her or something to that effect of like, is this going to be some weird magical way to bring them all back? I don't know. Okay. And it feels super incomplete and I'm not sure if it's hidden inside the game somewhere and it's people haven't figured it out. Cause I've been looking everywhere and nobody knows yet. 17 incomplete sentences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that's cool. That's cool. I hope somebody figures out something or we get some sort of conf- confirmation of something happening out I, of this I, I have to wonder if it's like this is our our downloadable bayonetta game you can buy right maybe something like that who knows but yeah i think i think it's once again for me it really does come down to tech problems and story problems when it comes to this because mm-hmm. bayonetta one has a much better story oh so much better 
Yeah. Like, that's the only one was a villain that's interesting at all. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that villain's really good, in my opinion. Yeah, he does a, a plot that at the end that's actually fun and exciting. Also, they thought that they need to give Luca this bizarre backstory for why he's obsessed with finding the truce when it's like, Bannon one had that. He saw his dad fly up in the air and get torn to pieces. He wants to know why that would ever happen. But see, Bob, once again, people say truth and, and phenomena and affirmation in this, like their Kingdom Hearts characters, it, as, as portrayed by people on the internet, or, you know, Final Fantasy 13, uh -huh. just saying proper nouns that don't mean what you think they would mean. They mean some ambiguous yeah, that... esoteric thing. Yeah. Like that, that truth thing is not... It, you didn't earn it. I'm sorry. You need you like to, to for me to care at all about that bayonetta scene be, thing being like, I make my own truth and I say what the truth is, and now I have the reality warping powers, and you're fucking not as powerful anymore. For that to work, like one, we'd have to know who the fucking villain is, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he'd have to be a character at all, and two, the, that would have to be like a a thread through the game with like different characters, mm -hmm. like. You, we could we could have anything with Viola like acting like Bayonetta's her mom, even though it's not the same Bayonetta, or like, and maybe have something with Luca, but there's nothing. Yeah, it's it just like it's just like here uh, we're gonna pretend we had a theme for a second, so we can do this shonen battle anime stereotype number one of seven. Yeah, yeah, you really need you need two things. You need it to work mechanically within the story and have an idea firmly of what it means when they say these things. Mm -hmm. And then more importantly, you need to philosophically explore and deliver upon the ideas of, you know, what it means to negate someone else's truth, what it means and the importance of having your own truth and fighting for what you believe in. And they, they, they come so close to even a, attempting even attempting to do that but they don't yeah i, I they're kept... like well she's gonna carry on our truth yeah like that's oh almost God, a, you almost to have an idea here but it's just not formed you cracked open an egg and called it a chicken <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be willing to overlook a lot of this if singularity was cool as a final boss but he's not yeah i mean if he he's he's just like here is generic thing that's kind of like final form frieza because that's what final bosses are shaped like uh he summons ads what for me if he was less a person and we stopped pretending he was a person if we just removed him from any reality and he was just the concept of entropy itself yeah just the the universes all should be together <laughs> like should be one universe that would be a lot more interesting than what we have i would be so so hyped for that i would love bayonetta literally beating the shit out of the physical manifestation of entropy right that would work on a couple levels that this doesn't work on yeah uh, what is it the guy from ff9 ozma or necrozma i can't remember uh, but... um the one that appears at the end is necron where he's like hello i'm here i represent <laughs> the inevitability of death somebody, somebody hated your ass so much i came here from another dimension to fucking kill you yeah, no, like you need you need that to be what Sigurd is in this, but they wanted to have what they thought was a clever plot twist and it isn't. Yeah. It is a dumb as hell plot twist because he's not a character. So so I knew about the o, o Bayonetta is het now stuff, yeah. you know, before because game journalists had a meltdown. <laughs> I thought when he like had banter with Jean, I was like, "Oh, are they going to set 
Jean up with a guy also. Oh, that I would, would actually that, kind of understand why people are mad if that also happened. That would actually kill my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to get this out here. Uh, and this isn't this isn't posturing. This isn't I sincerely be the, believe the words I'm saying. To imply that because Bayonetta, which once again, not the same Bayonetta, you brain dead moron. Implying that because Bayonetta is interested in a guy, that means she's straight, is literally by erasure. And the vibes I always got from Bayonetta is that she was bi. I mean, she literally has a line in Bayonetta 1 where she says she's not interested in babies, but making them on the other hand. Right? Yeah. So That's literally a line in Bayonetta I'm 1. I'm sorry yep. you invented your own deranged angle that you felt like that's what this shit was. And you convinced other people who never played these games... <laughs> Or yeah, perhaps well, haven't in 10 years. Yeah, or maybe you only played two. But that is what, <laughs> that's what this character is. Like, uh, you know, I believe uh, Foxander from foxander.gay summed it up best in the tweet of, there's no gender, Bayonetta wouldn't peg. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, th this is once again, this is still me being disappointed in the final boss fight, kind of. Mm -hmm. I would trade all of those somebody swings into help moments for a moment that had as much drip as one or two where Bayonetta and Jean or Bayonetta and the Lumen Sage do the combo attack where both their things go into the same portal and make the black and white demon. Yeah. yeah. That's so much cooler than anything they did in the climax of this fight. I love the three Bayonetta's fusing. Yes, that, because, that was really good. Because there are two ways that works. First, you do the battle where it's you as a Bayonetta from one and the Bayonetta from two fighting as a as a 45 degree separated mirror image of you. Mm -hmm. Because as you approach yes. the boss, they approach the boss. They're in sync with you. Also, they changed the HUD for yes. Bayonetta 1, which I liked a lot. I would have liked it more if you didn't have the demon slave in that at all because mm -hmm. it's just such a small segment you should you, sh you shouldn't just shouldn't have had it yeah but i, I but that that's cool that's I, really cool i love that moment and i thought the moment after it was also really cool but then we have six <laughs> more moments yeah it really kills it by the end of all that it feels like you had a good idea here that you could have developed into a thing that felt great and i don't need you to be the stereotypical thing this is by no means you know, save the dog, how to write a Hollywood story thing here. Mm -hmm. This is literally, this comes across as 17 half-baked ideas and you just need to deliver on one. You know, like the, the, the replacing Sigurd who is not a developed character with the idea of entropy. Like that works on a few different levels. And like I didn't, I, in, in no way did I come into this game expecting like, oh, it's going to be about her battling that. Like I, right, no. it's pretty clear that it's, it's pretty clear by at least the third world that that, that thing is Sigurd. <laughs> I don't remember when I said it out loud on the first stream, but I'm just like, that's that's going to be him, right? And then we meet Sigurd, and I'm like, that's the same voice, but without the filter. Yeah. Fuck off. I I was really holding out hope that it would be somewhat interesting, and it was a Sigurd from another world that was evil. You, you could also get the plot dump moment. Yeah. Where they just go, and yeah. this is how it's not just paper thin. Right, and then instead they're like, like "What about a cheap reveal of uh, of a villain twist?" It's like, uh, "Oh, he betrayed us by having us go in the portal." I'm like, "Yeah, so that way he could." Um, and I get this would be too much like Astral Chain, so that's probably why they didn't do what I'm about to say. But I would have, I would have also liked like, no, Singularity's like a super genius, and and the, his Alpha Verse is like a super utopia. 
because they have that angle of like the homunculus were made by humans. The demons don't want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then that doesn't go anywhere. You don't see how they're made. You don't see like a factory. You don't get any information on where they came from beyond the vague singularity was real smart and he made them. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and terrible. In Paris, we see that they can infect people and turn them into that. Which so is a I really guess, weird reveal for the last world in the game. It is. <laughs> but I guess we're supposed to assume that that's what happened and that all the original homunculuses were just the people of Alphaverse. I guess. To, to, that he turned into that to achieve... So he could collapse the Trinity so he could. But the weird thing is like he's not even the, the villain of this game isn't even necessarily the Alphaverse guy. It is the guy in the same universe as Bayonetta 3 Bayonetta. Because... No, no, no. They say he's th- they say they swapped. No, 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 no. They, they were they were saying that one of the other versions of him is the one strung up on that machine. But the one in the test capsule thing mm-hmm. is the same Sigurd from Bayonetta's dimension. It... It impl- the, the implication I got was that they that at some point Sigurd swapped with the Sigurd of Bayonetta's universe. Okay, so, so you, think, years you think you think for some reason he stuffed that bitch up in that machine himself, the one from Bayonetta's universe, and then he crawled back into the test tube and went to. I guess that would yes. make sense for why the, the ID card was there, which is how they they knew. Uh huh. But uh, that also isn't what I got originally. But I think that Chris is right on. Yeah, this. it could absolutely work. The problem is that it doesn't really meaningfully make much of a difference in the plot. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> yes, it does not. That's that's a problem when you could just make this huge of a change from what I was thinking to what Chris is saying, and it's almost undoubtedly true. And it doesn't mean anything because you wrote that much of a non-character. I can't think of a character in a video game recently that this was was this much of a non-character. Yeah, like what what benefit was there? To, to doing to any, of, any that. of that like getting them to go to the alpha verse and come back the, twist. The, the idea with the strand them in the alpha verse i guess but it's like you already you're super powerful i i, I, I do, don't get it dude they're chomping universes already wait there's no which, which that has its own like why is it so unclear how she comes back from these universes sometimes it just yeah it just happens it just fades away and she's just like whatever this is how it goes all the time i guess and i'm like really that's it's that simple what all right yeah i don't know it's it's you know the MacGuffins. well i guess the MacGuffin and the location for the MacGuffins and the way you travel dimensions is already so many layers of just uh, okay i guess the idea behind that i think Uh uh-huh she works back automatically when the universe is destroyed because it gets destroyed at the end of every one of those yeah it does and it's really fucking annoying yeah it's terrible every time the arc eve thing is insane because in Egypt, Arc Eve is Jean. Mm-hmm. Because I guess it's the thing of well, power level. That's their Arc Eve, yeah. Yeah, and then it pa- it passes over to Bayonetta of that universe in mid game, and it's like, what do you mean? How does that pass? What Arc- is this title? Um, Who's giving it out? On the second playthrough, I think he mistook who Arc Eve was. I don't know. I they think. they use pretty clear terms of Jean seems or Jean seems to know that she is Arc Eve. And that it's being passed so, to the other one, which you, is, yeah, why would I know. you know that? Right? That like they're any... in Egypt society. So, why would they think about the multiverse? So, yeah, um, this is why I pushed off this discussion this far. Yeah. Because there's so much of this game to talk about, and just how much of a mess the plot is could be its own video. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even that it's just uh, super complicated and it has all these layers. It's like, no, it also is really bad in it's, all these ways. It's really dumb. Also, it's, disgusting they killed zenigata enzo 
<laughs> what is wrong with you? That's the best thing you've ever done to this franchise. That is that is the best thing in the entire game. In that entire game, yeah, it is. where he has the he ha he even has the fucking chain with the handcuffs on it, like Zenigata. Yeah, yes, it's really really good. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, I'm sure I mentioned it by now, but I really like the music in this game. I think yeah. it's excellent. It's I great. Me I yeah. mentioned that on our weekly gaming news podcast. Big thing to mention a few times, but feel like I neglected to do so here. Yeah, the I music think, is really amazing. Yeah, I think it's the best soundtrack since one, and in some ways, I think it's better than one because it has more songs. It has one really relies on the same combat theme the whole time. I think they do change it halfway through, but it has a lot more variety because Viola also has her own theme. Uh huh. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. The the only thing that the one has up on it is that Fly Me to the Moon mm -hmm. remix, which is astounding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. I love to be able to listen to a high quality version of it separately mm -hmm. aside from that um let's see this is what we call homekeeping <laughs> you know uh i'm gonna play this again when in the when the switch 2 comes out praying that it plays this game better mm -hmm. i think this game gives me hope for platinum because there's so many smart ideas in it yeah as much as it annihilates hope for the bayonetta franchise <laughs> oh that's it's also really it's frustrating. So true, yeah. Because it's like they left what? it at a terrible spot. Platinum. What? <laughs> what? You're supposed to have been making cool action games other than Bayonetta in the last ten years. What's happening? Well, Metal Gear Rising was like your last one. Yeah, Wonder that was, one was interesting, but even that was like yeah. When you look at it, when you look at it, uh huh. Okay, so the the ones, the highlights, the things you would call highlights. I need you to join me on this journey as I call these highlights. Okay. Would be Rising Revengeance, Wonderful 101, and um, Near Automata, and technically Astral Chain. Mm -hmm. Like these are the highlights, but it feels like Near Automata, what's happening with that? We did, we have no idea. Like, are they gonna work with them ever again? Yeah, who knows? We, after they, they did I mean, a Babylon the, the Fall director, instead the, of that. I, I think I think the director from them worked on um the remake of the first one, and it feels basically exactly the same from what people told me. Like, it feels really, really similar to Control. I was shocked by how similar it did feel. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, it's not nearly as good feeling as uh, Automata, but it is a lot better than the original. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and, and like, and then they did those licensed games, and I think Transformers is really cool. Mm -hmm. But, it, they like, Platinum's basically been missing in action since, like, 2015. Yeah, and it really stinks to be like, wait, so the only good ones you can make are Bayonetta? And you just made this so you can't make any more of you those? You just salted the earth, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I'm usually not the type of person who's like, oh man, these ideas for plots in a sequel are bad, and these are good. But they really left Bayonetta in a situation where I'm like, I want no more of this, thank you. And imagine if they just shot Sonic the Hedgehog in the head. It's like that's what it feels like. You just Bob, you don't just kill your title, title character. Bob, that's, that's the end of Forces. What? Yeah, they kill oh, no. Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that why they took that break? Yeah, Frontiers is a different timeline. Oh my god. But the end of that game is him going to be seeing dead Sonic. <laughs> and then the kid from Sonic X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a real shame that they left it in this state, but I'm hopeful for Pat Platinum because they shipped this game. Mm -hmm. And part of me felt like maybe they couldn't do it anymore. Astral Chain, in my opinion, is a pile of disappointments. It's basically if the entire game was this plot segment we've been talking about. Yeah. With a bunch of really, really cool ideas to help elevate it. See, with Bayonetta here, it's still a Bayonetta game. 
And while it has a lot of brilliant mechanic ideas, it's still not that unique or ambitious of an idea because it is yet another Bayonetta. Astral Chain was a completely novel gameplay concept and all these other things. Mm -hmm. And so I got more of a kick out of that. That did more for me. And then it was the plot to Ava (laughs) for 36 hours. I'm like, how in the world? So the highs were higher there, but the lowers were way lower, except for mechanically where Bayonetta 3 is exceptional. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another reason that final boss kind of is disappointing to me is because this was, I was like, this is the same thing that was the final boss of Astral Chain. Yep. Like, it's big, it's big instrumentality man uh-huh. who does reality warping and big kicks. But that guy was way bigger. <laughs> and was a character. about the same size. That guy was a character, at least. No, the final, the, the final boss is not a, of Astral Chain is not a character, Dan. He, he's just the, the, the fusion of all of humanity you beat up. He's not like that. He's not the evil scientist guy. That is true. It's been too long. I forgot. <laughs> I thought I thought I, I was under the impression retroactively. I am under the impression now that I was under the impression then that he was in control of instrumentality. But, you know, this will just have to wait till the switch Two comes out. And Dr. Agro joins me for my revisit of Astral Chain. Dr. Agro, of course, because no one else will <laughs> <laughs> release the switch Two already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need that more than anyone ever needed the Snyder cut. <laughs> do, do, yes. do you think that the reason that, that that there was like the visual downgrade from the trailers to the real game is because they got that they made those on the Switch too? I assume they made this whole game on a PC and then ported it like it was Mirror of Fate. Because <laughs> for people who don't know, the E3 trailers from this year of Bayonetta 3 are clearly higher res. Clearly better texture filtering, higher quality models, and running perfectly at 60. And you look at it and go, that literally looks nothing like the game. (laughs) I I sure hope that's what it looks like on the Switch too. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be really great. It's it's really, really unfortunate that its performance is like locked 40. (laughs) Not even locked 40. It dips below that Mm -hmm. a number of times. Also, there's the tech short. Like... On one hand, I'm like, ooh, what a fascinating thing they've done. But it's like, ooh, this is hideous. And now I have to explain it scientifically uh, because this is the only game to come out in the last 10 years, possibly ever, that I feel... Well, okay, Mario Odyssey does technically do this, but it does it as a really far range Um, where instead of having transparencies to fade things out, it uses a dither checkerboard pattern. Yes. Because that saves on fill rate, which saves on memory bandwidth, which is one of the core shortcomings of the Switch. Mm. And, but that's the thing. It does it at a distance in Mario Odyssey. It does it everywhere on screen in Bayonetta 3. It's like, yes. oh, we put a gaseous texture over everything. It's a quarter resolution. And. And it's I'm like, wait, and? What do you mean and? It's a quarter resolution and the transparent parts have this dithered checkerboard thing. It's like, this is, this is rough, you guys. This is rough. Yeah, I might wait to do my Infinite Climax playthrough on the Switch 2. We'll just see. hoping. Yeah, just hoping that it runs better because it it's been over really rough. Yeah, I feel like NVIDIA definitely has the ability to make it backward compatible and run better. I mm. feel like they have the chops to make that possible with the Switch 2. I feel like with this, Platinum is pretty good about re-releasing the Bayonetta games 
way okay. they can. So, so even if they don't, the 4K version using DLSS 2.0. Yeah, the 4K version that has the uh, the extra chapter for the picture book. <laughs> oh fuck! Come on. <laughs> God damn. They pull the recore move, and it's Bayonetta three. Uh, definitive edition that is just the rest of the story could you imagine it's the giant circle on the chapter select but instead of reconnecting at the end it keeps driving straight and adds new levels it, it blew my mind when we went all the way around that mountain and did not go to it once on the map screen yep they put a secret boss in there one of the secret bosses you could fight is just like we put the, the selection for it in the middle of the mountain and like oh really thanks what yeah huh uh, really huh all right uh well this has been a rather long spoiler cast and review it because sure we are people who passionately care about the character action game genre and there's so much to talk about with bayonetta 3 however seeing as how uh, let me let me look at this recording it's been uh three years <laughs> i think we have to wrap this up uh so let's before we get into the closing comments bob is there anything you needed to include there aren't enough costumes really there's a costume for every Bayonetta from every dimension. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm greedy. That's not enough. I saw those in the story. I want something new to look at for when I beat the game. You beat expert mode, you get nothing. Oh. I'm hopeful you get something for reading Infinite Climax. I don't know. You can customize the costumes with the neat, but that's not the same as yeah, having that's, like... That's neat. None of them have that just down-to-earth feel that like some of the one twos had. It was like, she's just in a regular kimono. She's just in a regular dress. Right. You don't get the mom jeans from the intro. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Like, they, you what? made a perfect costume. If you beat Rodan and he was like, here are these apple-bottom jeans, I'd just be like, time to get good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But that's it. That's I just had to get that in there. Uh, uh, well, thank you for reminding me to mention this. That outfit is the best outfit Bayonetta has ever worn. And the, it's, it's the, high up there. The not. outfit she makes right after that on the ship is like really close second for how funny that is. Just like you can't just rip down banners and wear it, Bayonetta. <laughs> China Bayonetta is incredible. I think the design's really great for in-game or for in cutscenes where mm -hmm. they can just zoom in on her face and stuff because all the cool stuff is really small details on yes. her. Playing as that doesn't doesn't do anything for me. It just um, looks weird. Oh yeah, probably. I haven't played it as it once. I just seeing it in the cutscene. Her outfit is incredible. Her eye patch rules. Yes. Yeah, she has a really great energy to her. It's really sad I didn't get to know her. Right. That's yeah. Aside from that, I think that's all for me. Uh, oh, I had to play this game on Joy-Cons because I forgot my Switch Pro controller and that was hell. <laughs> it's really depressing when you do a QTE and it's like bash this button really fast. And I'm like, oh no, I can't even fill the circle. Because <laughs> I can't, unless I use both hands on one half of the Joy-Con controllers. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's that was that was unfortunate and just made me think about, man, I bet they're going to make a new controller eventually you know for the switch 2 or whatever mm -hmm. and it'll probably be even better than the pro and maybe we're responsive that'll be great or at least the switch 2 uh hey chris did you have anything you wanted to say before we go not really i, I got out pretty much everything i kind of wish there had been more sections where the where the demons were turned off so you could fight normal sized guys because mm -hmm. it feels like most of the new enemies are like giant so that makes sense for you to be stomping their nutsack with madame butterfly or whatever mm -hmm. yeah like, there, there's not really a homunculus version of, like, Grace and Glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you fight Grace and Glory in some of those extra chapters, but that's it. 
Yeah, you like the only medium-sized guys are the are returning enemies. There's no like new medium-sized guy. I guess the new medium-sized guy is the spear guy. The spear guy, but that's only one. I know, There's right? Them in, into one and two. I do find it funny that most of this game is you pounding on fat bellies, <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, it's like, what, what am I playing? Am I playing? Am I in Dark Souls again? Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, I do think it's uh, pretty interesting and fun that they got that. Like, they were like, jiggle physics are important. The, 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 <laughs> the giant enemies need to jiggle when you hit them. So there's a visual feedback that you're hitting them and they're reacting at all because they're mostly going to ignore you while they try to swing a sword at you. Given that they're giant enemies, I think they actually telegraph fairly well. Yeah, I really like the effects you have for punching them. Not only the jiggle, but the cracks. Like, the energy yes, the cracks, cracks. That looks really great. The energy cracks are really cool. I really hate that in the first cutscene of this game, uh, Bayonetta becomes crystal and shatters. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, every time the, the, <laughs> the game wants to be a downer, it's like, what are you doing? We're, we were here to have fun. I was, I was what so, happened? I gave it a pass the first time through, where I was just like, oh, well, the, the dire circumstances. We need to establish that. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, I'm so tired of seeing Bayonetta shatter like she, like uh, that chick from Kingdom Hearts, Kyrie. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really tired of this. It's, except, except it's like a joke that we would make where like Kyrie bumps her elbow on the table and explodes. Right. That's how it felt. <laughs> it felt like our jokes had become real and a major emotional moment in this game six times in a row. And I'm just like, I can't deal with this right now. But yeah, that's it for me. Well, I guess we need to do our summary reviews here at the end. Just a few sentences and a score, one out of ten. I think I forgot to mention that at the beginning, that at the back end we give a proper number. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and start with Chris Wolfhart. I liked this game on a gameplay level a lot. It runs really bad and the story is insipid. I give it an eight. Okay, uh, Bob? As I said, the opening, this is one of the most interesting action games in the last decade. Like, I think that all the gameplay mechanics are really cool and a lot of fun. It's really unfortunate everything happening in the story and the Switch. So I'm going to give it a 9. A little begrudgingly, but I'm like, no, this is, this gameplay, I, I am so glad it exists because it's so unique and interesting. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I'm also going to give it an 8, which I'm really torn. I feel like if there weren't major technical problems, like say this game ran flawlessly, uh -huh. I think that would be enough to bring it up to a 9 for me. But it really does sully it with constant performance problems and load times that aren't non-existent. Mm -hmm. You know, like say the Switch 2 comes out and it has really fast load tech. Like that would, that would really do something for me here. It's really unfortunate. And, you know, it says a lot that I can just layer praise upon praise on all these great mechanic ideas and how good it feels to execute on them mm -hmm. when this tech performance on a technical level this game performs so poorly and on a story level it is i believe insipid was a, a brilliant word to use to Absolutely. describe it it's it's a real those two have to wombo combo this down to an eight for me but it's a great game I couldn't sit there and imagine a world where someone goes, hey, is Ben in a three good? And I just go, no. <laughs> or, eh. Like, no, it is really, really excellent. And also, it's bad. <laughs> it is both of these things at once. It has these big flashing weak points all over it. Uh-huh. Isn't that a bit on the nose? I mean, giant flashing green weak spot. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> 
Well, anyways, that's going to do it for this review. Uh, if you like this video, please like it, comment, subscribe. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcasts, where you can make us putting out two podcasts on top of our weekly gaming podcasts and our Chainsaw Man podcasts in a single week happen. Don't worry, we won't keep up this rate forever.